Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Say goodbye to them, baby. Are you gonna let them hold you down and make you cry? Don't you know, don't you know, things can change. Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Can you hold on for one more day? Things will go your way. Things will go your way. Hold on for one more day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 97. I am Megan Carranza, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, guest, my sister, Melissa. Hello, everyone. Thank welcome, you for having me. Welcome back. You're actually in my room right now. Yes. So you're hosting me, technically. Yes. Usually we're in Megan's closet. Yes. We're so in if my it room sounds tonight. different in here, that's why. We actually have a lovely yeah, ambiance. Yeah. I have a candle. We have my salt lamp. It's very peaceful. It's very, like, glowy and nice mm-hmm. in here. And and the, the shine, the beautiful shine of the Roku yes, screensaver the Roku screen in the background. Just lovely. Yep. Um, okay, so we wanted to do this episode as an update to everything that's been going on with Melissa. If you, I can't imagine you would, this would be your first episode and you wouldn't know what was going on, but in case you, you don't, uh, just a few episodes back, I recorded with my sister, we were just discussing this, I think it was episode 94, um, and this was not very long after she had been diagnosed with brain cancer and gearing up for her big brain surgery to remove um, a very large tumor mm-hmm. that was in her brain. And so now we're like, how, like three weeks out from the surgery? Three weeks ago. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're recording this on Tuesday, July 7th. It is 9.23 p.m. Central. Oh, thank you for that. So I, very... just, I just looked. I wanted, because, um, yeah, I just was like, is it? It's been three weeks. Three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had my surgery. So Crazy. if you're listening to this in real like time, yeah, ago. we're recording this just like the night before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where it feels like it was like a long time ago, but also feels like very raw. For me, it feels like a long time ago. Does it? Well, yeah. It feels like you've been home for a while. It feels like I've been home for a while. It feels, I don't know. It's, it's, it's feel, hard. It's, it feels well, long ago and recently. And what I think one of the things we'll talk about is that time is kind of a difficult Ugh. concept for you right yeah. now. So... If you haven't listened to that episode 94 yet, I would encourage you to do that, although it is a long one. It is <laughs> so a long one. Hopefully you've got time. Yeah. Um, but I recorded that with Melissa because, um, I mean, this community is, is so wonderful and supportive, but also this is just a good place to kind of direct our friends and family to mm-hmm. who might have questions because, you know, this is a heavy subject matter and it's hard to, like, have 
conversation after conversation with people, like kind of going over the details and sometimes things get kind of lost in translation. So it's mm-hmm. nice to just sort of be able to kind of have, have this as like a hub of, mm-hmm. you know, connection and communication. So if you have listened to the last couple weeks, I've talked a little bit about Melissa's just recovery. I mean, the surgery does feel like a long time ago and like that hospital stay, but is there anything you want to like talk about from like the kind of the early times of that? Like when we actually took you for the surgery? Um, mm. I will say I, especially like when Melissa was in the hospital, I was definitely like her main sort of go between with the doctors and nurses and hospital staff while she was there and was, you know, calling for, for updates and it was, I mean, the, the surgery went very, very well, which mm-hmm. I've said before, it was very successful. Um, but it was kind of difficult, at least those first like few days because she was like super groggy and loopy from, you know, the anesthesia and just all the medicine they were giving her. And then one of the main issues she's been having kind of since the surgery is, uh, with her eyesight. So like the first time she was in the hospital, I talked to her on the phone like multiple times a day. And by the end of your like stay at the hospital, we were doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really well, I having... I like my room phone. Yes. I was having a lot of issues with my phone as well because of my eyesight, which is actually really because of my brain. Because my brain is not connecting, connecting with my eyes. Um, so I... My phone... I blew up all the stuff to try to see it and I like she means like zoomed in zoomed in and I couldn't see I like pushed everything out of the way plus I don't think the facial recognition was working because my pupils were so dilated whether it was like all the drugs I was on or my eyesight situation I don't know but luckily my Megan's husband got my phone back in working order um so that works um (laughs) Still having the eye issues, but at least I can communicate because post-surgery, Megan was having to do all my scheduling for me of all my appointments and communicating with um, all my doctors. Even though I was home, I like couldn't do it because I couldn't work my phone and my eyes were just all messed up. So I feel like I've taken control in that sense back mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Today she had a bunch of paperwork to fill up for like her new um oncologist and radiologist and she was frustrated but she did it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as she was filling it out she was like this is so much paperwork and i'm like welcome to my world because the autism parents listening to this understand there is literally so much paperwork it was so much paperwork but i also had several different offices paperwork and i kind of just like did all these print jobs in a row and then all the paperwork got messed up and then I had to go through and be like okay this goes to my oncologist this goes to my radiologist this goes for this grant I'm applying for this goes so I mean just you know it's a lot it's a lot and it's frustrating um yeah yeah so yeah she got through the hospital stay it was tough obviously with COVID we we could not go visit that was not fun um, you can tell everyone how I called you. Yes. One of my, my favorite stories from the hospital, and I, I kind of mentioned this on Instagram, but so as we said before, like her, so her eyesight is an issue, but also just like, obviously when you have brain surgery, like I, th- I think it was your, your oncologist that was like, everything in your brain does something. Mineral. So yeah. So when you, you know, have any kind of brain surgery and they're, you know, poking things around in there, things are not necessarily going to go back to exactly how they were. I think in most ways Melissa is like 
completely herself cognitively Mm -hmm. but that we have found that there's like some holes here and there or Mm -hmm. just like some gaps I should say Mm -hmm. um and one of those things is with like just time and the concept of time yeah so there was one day where she was in the hospital and like I said I was like really her main you know emergency contact person like that's I'm the person that the doctors and the nurses would call and whatnot so I I was asleep and I woke up at 6 a.m which is pretty Gosh darn early, but that's about the time that we wake up around here. Yep. And I and looked at do. my phone. I yeah, right. Ten thirty. <laughs> the brain. This brain needs a lot of rest. That's very it's true. Absolutely. Today always, she woke up at like ten fifteen. She's like, oh, I'm so early today. I have always been a big sleeper. This is yeah. Well, I was too, and then I had. Three I'm like, kids. my eyes are closed right now. Like, I'm so I'm ready for bed. We're in a yeah. We almost maybe I'm should turn the lights so back on sleepy. in here. But anyway, so she was. I woke up at six a.m. and I look at my phone and I had three texts from her. I might even have to post the screenshot of the text because they're so funny. Yeah. One of them was like, stop giving the kids your phone. Because I do. She Logan, Logan plays morning phone all and... the time. And she's like, I can't believe you're not answering. I'm in the hospital. And then I, I, I really, she also had FaceTime me. I think two or three times. Can't even believe. And these texts were all that from. That was like the only way I could work my phone would be like hit the side button and just be like FaceTime Megan. I can't believe I was able to text you. Well, this is I think before I probably... you zoomed in oh, everything. Okay. And there was some like spelling errors or yeah. just like some autocorrect mm-hmm. issues. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, something must be wrong. And th- these, this was 6 a.m. These texts were all from like 4.30 a.m. So I was like, oh my God. But I'm thinking like, well, the the nurses would have called me if there was an issue. So I'm like trying to call her back and she answers and she was like, oh my God, why haven't you answered me? And I was like, Melissa, I'm like, I'm like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? And she was like, yeah, I want someone to bring me coffee. Cause we had talked about how the day before the coffee at the hospital sucks and she really wanted like a Frappuccino. And I was like, do you know what time it is? And she's like, no, I have no idea what time it is. And I was like, it's 6am. And she was like, oh, okay. I'm going to go back to bed. And I'm like, good call. Go back to bed. So, like, five, ten minutes later when I actually got downstairs, like, 6.15, I, I called her nurse. And I was like, is she, like, doing okay? Like, she seems a little out of it. And her nurse was like, yeah, she had asked if somebody could bring her coffee when I went in to, like, draw her blood at, like, 5 a.m. or something. And, and, and I was thinking, like, wow, it's really early. But I'm like, maybe maybe she knows someone who works third shift or something. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She wanted me to come I down really, there. I really, really wanted a Frappuccino and egg bites. Yes. And so my, my friend, Megan's friend, yes. Miss Kim. Yeah, our uh, friend Kim. Delivered for me. Thank you, Kim. Yes, we have many. We have a wonderful network And of it's people. really kicked me off on, like, a Frappuccino whirlwind because like now I want her up to you know all the time which is so funny because when I dropped you off at the hospital and I was like hyperventilating and freaking out I was like I need a treat and I went and got a frappuccino they really are like such a treat they're so they're so good and like I my throat hurt so bad both hospitalizations because I was intubated during my surgeries and that was like all I wanted was like a milkshake with coffee and a frappuccino is you're kicking me sorry the left foot (laughs) that left foot all right we'll get it we'll get into that too uh, we're yeah, we're sitting here by right now, and she just kicked me. So yeah, so the concept of time has been over and over, like just going over yeah, things. Yeah, like if I have like the appointments, like I'm making my own appointments now, and I just have to go over things a million times. She has to ask me like literally twenty times. Like tomorrow, like, I have an I have a Zoom meeting at two thirty with my radiologist, and I was like, okay, so I don't need to set an alarm. Like I yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's at 2.30. I'm going to be awake and, like, up and at them by 2.30. But it's still, like, 
Should I set an alarm? Well, that was like when we were leaving. This was last week mm-hmm. when we went to. We had like an appointment at the hospital for her to get her staples out, and then right after we had a Zoom call, and we were trying to figure out like okay, the I think it, well, I can't remember what time it was now, but I, I think, think it was, it was at, eleven. Was it eleven? Okay, so and it's it's about forty five minutes from us the hospital she goes to, and we needed my my brother was going to come and help my mom watch the kids so I could take her to her appointment. And we were discussing, like, okay, what time should we leave? And she was, and it's like, again, it's like 45 minutes away. And she's like, okay, so we should leave at like 1030. And I was like, no, that's only 30 minutes. We need more than that. Like, we really probably should leave closer to 10. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, it was just like certain things that like would normally come very easily. My cousin just said, texted and said, hey, are you around tomorrow night? I know I have physical therapy at 545 and it's like an hour. So that means it'll be about 645. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what time to tell him to come over. Like, if it's end up, done at 6.45, what time will we be home? It's, like, 10 minutes from here. If it's done at 6, so we'll be home by, like, 7-ish. So yeah. So we can come at 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that I'm just, like, having a hard time. Like, it would normally be, like, reflex to be, yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll be there for an hour. I'll get back here around 7. You can come over then. But, yeah, it's, like, stuff like that has been has been interesting. Um, I've said, like, how so many million of times throughout this whole thing, like, I feel like so much of this reminds me of stuff with Logan, especially now that she's in therapy. Cause she, we did go to speech, which is probably not going to continue at this point just cause her insurance sucks and her, her speech is not, <laughs> sorry, I just put that out there. Oh, yeah, her okay. insurance sucks. <laughs> oh, she has like private insurance. It doesn't cover anything. It, it, we're lucky it covers PT and OT. We think it does. I mean, <laughs> it I haven't gotten the bill yet. We'll see. Yes. Um, but her speech is not really the issue. We didn't, as you can tell, she's speaking. The The speech therapist was awesome. I thought she was a no, really great... No, my marionette puppet is speaking. No, this is actually Melissa's voice you hear right now. Um, the speech therapist was wonderful. I thought she was a really great SLP. And she, yeah, she was great. wanted to work more on, like, kind of sort of the stuff we're talking about, like, memory and recognition and just kind of, like, making those connections. Um, she basically had me do this puzzle and... She wanted me to do it the same way she did it and put it together. In it was order like a strategy did. puzzle. It was not like puzzle pieces like you would normally. It was shape. It was you know, triangles, like, like various triangles and like parallelograms and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't do very well. It, that was a challenge for you. That was tough for you. That mm-hmm. was hard. Um, I could put it together, but I couldn't put it together the way she had shown me. Yes, but you also did really good in that appointment though, because I told you there were several things that like just little programs she ran with you that. If they had done that with me, like, my memory is awful. I have I have a horrible memory. Yeah, like, she told me a story, and she wanted me to tell it back to her, and it was basically, like, these two twins. Oh, we don't have to get, like, those. Hey, why not? <laughs> what do you, what okay. do you got going on tonight? You're right, all right, this is all I got. What are your plans? Okay. Um, it was, like, the story, and I was, like, these two twins were separated at birth and found each other two years later. And there was like 10 points to the yeah, story. Yeah, she wanted me to like tell it back to her. Try to hit as many of those points. Good. You did great. And then she, at the end of the session, she asked you again to like retell the story. And again, like I would not have been able to do that. I truly. had good listening and reading comprehension. Yes, you did really good. So, I mean, yeah, like there's, there's some things that are difficult for her, but then there's other stuff that's like not an issue at all. That same day when we were going to the doctor, I keep, I find this so fascinating. We were like driving in the car listening to... You know, 90s on 9, of course. And she was singing songs from, you know, the 90s that mm-hmm. are extremely old now. And she knew every word. Like, no problem. Um, if you listen to that beautiful Wilson Phillips song we sang at the beginning, which is so funny. because we were... you guys enjoyed that, but 
remember, there are three members of Wilson. Yes, Phillips. there's it's only two, the of two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah, we're and no, we're no Wilson. Phillips. We're no harmonizing. No. China Phillips, Wendy, and Carney Wilson. No, they're okay? they're they're, they're legends in their own right. But it's funny because I actually said I was like we should do this because we, we were driving back from her appointments. I was like, oh my gosh, when we record the podcast, we should do this song. And then last week I asked for suggestions and that was one that we got. So. And also I keep saying one day at a time, one day at a time, yes. one day at a time. Like I can't get ahead of myself in my recovery, in my things that I hope to accomplish throughout my recovery and after. Like I just, you know, today is June 7th, July 7th. Shit. It's all right. July Close 7th. Right. Is got it? the J right. I got the J. Yeah. Um, it's July. <laughs> I don't even that's know. All the time, you're like, what? I, like that's the kind of stuff that I really have a hard time with. What day and is I, it? Yeah, like what day? I don't even. Especially because it's like with quarantine too. It's that that's been ex- well, extra now hard. Anyway. Logan is back in therapy. Like I just feel like our lives are like therapy between me and Logan. That's and true. Just like bopping all over the place. And I mean, I don't drive anymore. I at the moment I cannot drive. So Megan has to drive me to my therapy. And she Logan, hates my driving. Him ther- oh my gosh. I'm like, Megan's driving will be the thing that kills me. <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying. This brain cancer, no big deal. Megan's driving. A I'm real applying problem. for this grant. I'm a totally fine the driver. The grant is like, well, it's not that much money. It like could cover like Ubers. I'm like, I probably should do some Ubers because Megan <laughs> will. I mean, thank God she has these little like flashing things on her side mirrors that say like a car is next to you. I really, she makes it sound oh like gosh. I am just like a death Literally, trap on wheels. Logan no. is a better driver. <laughs> it is insanity. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Um, But yeah, like she said, our, our lives are definitely a lot of therapy because I mentioned this in last week's episode, but Logan did go back to therapy for last week we started with some home sessions this week we're doing kind of half and half with like him being at the center and at home uh and it's it's honestly been great he his home sessions are a little more tough because he's sort of used to having like kind of free reign in this house right now so he's it's a little more hard for him to focus and concentrate but um at the center the way it's set up he he loves it there he really enjoys going i think he's just happy to get out of the house too logan is like a a mover and a shaker so just being cooped up in this house these last several months have not been not been too enjoyable for him so that's been going good I mean it's like a lot of schedules but I, I do feel like I'm used to that I'm used to like a lot of appointments a lot of schedules so that's not really that new to me it's new to you mm-hmm. how do you feel about that um I just really want to get my radiation chemo like on the get the show on the road Mm-hmm. So tomorrow I'm finally, I'm having a Zoom session with my radiologist and I guess it's just going to be a consult. Um, the nurse was like, if we bring you in for that, you'd have to get another COVID test. So he'll just do it over Zoom. But I guess my first real appointment with him, I think I'm going to have to do that like mapping. They do. We don't know like a ton about this stuff. Um, I haven't really looked up much just because I'm I like, like, I don't want to see the scary stuff. Well, they said, like, with the they have to figure out, like, the mapping. Like, they need to know exactly where they're going to, like, beam the radiation or whatever it yeah. is. So they were like, that's a procedure, the mapping. So they said it's like a CAT scan. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. why they're, it wasn't, wouldn't just be, like, a meeting with him. It would be, like, a procedure. And I guess if you need to have a procedure, you have to get another COVID test. So, so you're doing the consult with him tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm doing a consult with him just over Zoom. Um, and then hopefully then he or his nurse will give me an idea of like when my radiation will actually start because like, I just feel like I'm in limbo, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, yeah. I'm doing physical therapy. I am doing OT. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, that's the real ticket. Uh-huh. And I also feel like I have the reason I can't, like, freeze my eggs or freeze embryos is because I have to do this now. And I'm like, why are I don't want to wait any longer. Otherwise, I would have done this. So, just for context, you probably know this already, but Melissa does want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a single mother by choice. And I mean, I'm single, so you know. <laughs> This is what we're yeah, working I mean, with. Um, working with your kids. Yes. So before all this happened, she was like really like working towards having her a baby of her own. Um, and then this on was my own. on her own. Um, and this was obviously a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a lot of people have said to her like, if you want to have a baby, it's a really good idea to you know freeze your eggs before you do chemo radiation. But at this point, our goal is it to takes, like get her it takes well. Several weeks to take the hormones and drugs that you would need to extract the eggs. And yeah. I don't have those weeks because I have to do my radiation and chemo ASAP. Yes. But I'm just like, okay, this is time well, my surgery was three weeks ago. Like, we need to, like, just, you know. Right. And I obviously needed to recover from my surgery. I guess I'm still recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it didn't start, like, the day I got out of the hospital. No, and they initially had told us, like, two to four weeks. So this is this is much... This is normal. I'm yeah. just sort of like... You know, I could be, har- you know, harvesting? No. Just like I could be... I guess harvesting. Getting these eggs out and making some embryos and freezing them. But I have to do this, which, you know, this is the more important and trumps everything. So, but I mean, I will say that my neurologist told me it's not a complete guarantee. But so the whole... So me and Megan were going to record this episode last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We had, like, posted on social media that this was going to be, like, the follow-up episode. But we had a meeting with my neuro-oncologist that day, who's basically, like, the boss. Um, so I have a neuro-oncologist, and I also have a radiologist, the guy I'm Zooming with tomorrow. And then I have a medical oncologist who oversees my chemo. I'm meeting with him on Monday. Never met him yet. But, um, so there's, like, the chemo guy, the radiation guy... And then the lady who, like, oversees it all. So we had a Zoom meeting with her. And she basically just dropped, like, as she's wont to do, a lot of heavy info. And I was just, like, completely emotionally exhausted. And was like, I cannot do a podcast and talk again about all this stuff. Like, I just spent the day a wreck. Mm -hmm. So I spoke way too soon when I was like, let's do a podcast. Um, So we're doing it tonight. I've had time to yeah I've had a week to process as much as possible digest obviously still processing stuff every day we should talk about you at a therapy session too I had a therapy session one of my amazing friends Marie I love you um Maria listens to this podcast too like does not have a child with autism is just like a wonderful supporter yeah we love you Marie we love you um all my friends are so, so amazing. Yes. Marie um, is paying for me to do therapy with her therapist. And that's a gift in, in yes. and of itself because she, and she was like, if you don't like him, I have other recommendations. But like, I mean, I love him. At least so far, I've only had one session, but I told him at the end of it, I'm like, you helped me so much. Like just this hour, just, I mean really resonated with me and I do think that like 
a friend or anyone like a recommendation because I've been to therapy before and I went in the fall for a bit and I just did not vibe with this lady and this man that I talked to this week was just completely wonderful and like authoritative in the perfect way like I for when I go to therapy like I don't want to just sit there and talk like I want someone to guide the conversation and he is so was so good at that um that's just what I like out of therapy everyone's different but um yeah so I'm gonna keep talking to him and I'm glad I reached out to him because at first I was like I don't want to talk to someone until I know when my radiation and chemo are starting because I just feel like I have no control right now over anything and I want I just don't want to talk to someone until I know when that's starting but Megan was like you really should you know reach out to him um especially because my psychiatrist basically quit on me I so rightfully when so said, I mean yeah. I understand why he based my psychi my psychiatrist who actually is a nurse practitioner who works for like a psyche psychiatry and therapy practice and is great and I've liked him a lot but he was basically like you have a whole medical issue now that I just don't feel comfortable changing your meds um I just feel feel more comfortable if you like worked with someone who was in the same practice that all of your doctors are in and also like maybe understands brain tumors um so yeah so I do need to find a new psychiatrist another street would that be on oh gosh another doctor to find i mean <laughs> well i had i mean especially when she first came out i do think i do think you're doing better Thank so you. i don't know maybe i jumped the gun but i gun. i don't maybe i was, was basically like, like you are so emotional i'm like yeah I have no i wasn't saying i wasn't saying cancer. you were so emotional i was just like i like obviously melissa is like my sister i'm extremely close to her like I don't like seeing her upset. And it's like, this is all upsetting. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like, you shouldn't be upset. But it was like, really little things were setting her off. Um, and not just emotional, like, crying. But like, I mean, again, I am kind of like her main person. And it, we oftentimes are more tough on the people we're closest to. So I was definitely the uh, recipient, recipient. recipient of some, like, rage I guess you might say you are being very okay maybe okay well you yelled at me several times I I said can you please charge my phone no that's not what you said turn it off at the same time that's not what you said but we'll that was basically it semantics logistics (laughs) logistics you're being being dramatic um but basically it was it was it was a whole host of things but I, I had Melissa also is someone who struggles with anxiety and like you know mental health issues so I'm like this is all like a lot and I'm like I don't think it would be a bad idea for you to get on like some type of happy pill was what I was thinking I am medicated you're you're medicated I I take Celexa for anxiety and Xanax as needed right um but I I was just like maybe something could like just elevate your mood. That's that's what I had initially said is like a, a mood elevator or something that would just mm-hmm. and I don't I'm not an expert with any of this stuff but I I just I felt like I I think you're doing so much better. The the first like probably week or so that she was home, maybe 2 weeks, um she was just like so fragile. Like it was like everything was really tough like any little thing was like like I showed her a a time hop video of of Liliana when she was a baby 
and it was just like a cute baby video and she started bawling like she just started crying and then we were driving and we saw um, a sticker on a car that said nanny life and it was like a silhouette Mary Poppins. of Mary Poppins and she's like oh my god I'm gonna cry and I'm like this is like I totally understand like crying about your situation and everything but it was like there was little stuff that I was like I feel like I mean not that but you... I feel like a lot of that stuff like is like part of my situation you know what yeah I mean? no I, I I get it and it's like I wasn't trying to be like you can't cry I, I oh I've told you from the beginning I think you I should think cry sure still filming. I, or or filming. still recording. recording um I think you should cry I think like that is extremely important I talked about this this last week when mm-hmm. I talked about grief like I think it's really like it's not only is it okay to cry I think you should cry I think mm-hmm. that's how you process things that was one of the things that your my therapist told me that yeah like I think that's so, so important. So once we found out that the psychiatrist was not going to keep working with her, basically, uh-huh. uh, yeah, her wonderful friend Marie had, had made her this offer about working with the therapist. And I was like, maybe you should call the therapist. And she, like she said, she was just like, I want to be more like aware of things. I feel so out of control right now. And I'm kind of like, isn't that why you should go to therapy? So they can help you like kind of have some coping skills to like work with that and just you know, talking to someone who isn't me or one of your friends, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's it's really, it's so beneficial to do that. So I'm so glad that you just had a good vibe with him and a good rapport and that you felt like he was helpful to you. I think he's going to be, like, a really good resource for you just, like, going forward. He's awesome. Yeah. So do you want to talk about, like, some of your deficits or, like, things you're working on in therapy? Sure. So, I would say the biggest thing is definitely my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out of surgery and I based, not me, I guess me, I don't know if this was immediately after surgery, but it was pretty soon after. And I didn't have any left side peripheral vision and I don't have much on my right side either. It's not, it's not as bad as your left, but it's not like how it was before. Yeah. And it's just, just overall, my vision is affected. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, I mean, I can see. She, like, at least I, I don't know, because I'm not her, but the way it seems is it's like she has, like, tunnel vision. So it's like she can see straight ahead of her, but she can't see what's, definitely not what's to her left on the side, but little or limited on, on the right as well. Yeah, so that is really hard, like, physically and emotionally to realize, like, like, I was outside on the porch, and my mom... I was like, Mom, if you're going, can you get me a Diet Coke? And, like, she put it to the left of me, and I had no idea. Yeah, there's often times where I go to hand you something on your left side, and I, like, I'm standing there holding it, and the, normally someone would just grab it, and I'm like, oh, she can't see that. And then I have to, like, come around more to you. Yeah, so the eyes are definitely the worst side effect of the surgery and the worst deficit that I'm having. Um, I'm also having issues with my left arm and my left leg, really foot. My left foot kind of just feels numb, I would say. It kind of feels like a stump at the bottom of my leg. So I can get around Megan's house pretty well, I would say. Um, yes. I do not do stairs by myself. My mom or my sister either. You do? Like, I do the stairs, but they walk ahead of me or behind me. I think that's mostly my mom. But the way you've improved from, like, the day she came home, her doing... Because her her room is in the basement. So it was like she had to come downstairs to even just, like, get to her bedroom. I mean, it was like... 
it was scarier than watching like a toddler learn how to do the stairs for the first time. Like it was very, it, it was like you were like crawling down the stairs. But now, I mean, you're like I said now today, I'm just little bunny foo foo. No, <laughs> I told her today that I'm like you're just your movement. She's been getting around better and better. But I'm like the the last few days, I I feel like it's more natural. Like before, mm-hmm. it was like even when you were walking on your own because she does have a walker. She came in with the walker. She uses so that, like if like, I go to therapy, if I go out anywhere, which. I mean, I only go, at this point, to doctor's appointments and therapies. I have a walker. But my PT was like, I bet you'll be using a cane really soon. And at Megan's house, I don't use anything, really. No, like, she I mostly... I just walk around. Um, I mean, I'm careful. I'm slow. You can definitely tell if you looked at me, like, that girl's not walking normal. See, now, like, honestly, in the last few days, I feel like, I don't know if you would. Before, it was like you were, like, holding your hands out. like almost, I still like, am holding my hands out, but part of not it as is much, though. also... I'm having issues with my left hand. Um, basically, anything that you would... First of all, I'm a righty. Thank God. Yes. I already, you know, you know how you have a hand that you usually... You've got a hand. got a hand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, already use my right hand for everything. But, like, we had steak. And, you know, you use two hands to cut a steak. And that was a real ugly struggle for me and my mom was like well let me cut your steak for you and I'm like no mom I have to do this you know we're just at Megan's house so if I look like a moron cutting my steak it's not a big deal it's not like we're out at Outback the most amazing restaurant in the world oh, Wait, they're, they're takeout take out from Outback takeout was not good guys <laughs> it was not terrible ordering takeout from Outback it was um, not terrible so you know cutting a steak so I mean anything where I have to use two hands is just really hard right now like it just her, her neuro-oncologist um, had a word for this. It's something to actually do with, like, sensory. It's basically, like, just the coordination and, like, the sensation in in her foot and her hand are just, like, not not where they, they once were. Um, that will continue to improve. Like, I don't... It's weird. Because, like, my left hand will just kind of, like, hit stuff. And I won't even You're not as, like, aware it. of it. Just, like, so my left foot... Um, I can't wear, like, flip-flops or slides. Like, I have, like, these Adidas slides. And, like, I can't wear them because my foot will just fall out of it and I won't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So, I can feel stuff in the foot. Like, Liliana, my niece, put her, like, cold foot on my foot. And I was like, ah, your foot's freezing. And I'm sure, like, if I drop something on my foot, it would hurt. But it's just, like, the sensation of, like, your foot falling out of an Adidas slide. Which, actually, Mr. Deeds, Logan... I would take him on walks, and his sandal, his flip-flops would fall off, and he wouldn't even, like, be like, ah. No, he doesn't, like, yeah. We, we can't wear those shoes on walks, because. <laughs> he would just leave them. I'd be like, yeah. dude, where are your shoes? We'd, we'd, reala- we'd realize, like, like, several, yeah, several, well, not not for me, but several oh, feet away. I definitely I'd be like, have gone oh, on many lost, walks with that guy, and I'm like, I have, lost we lost slide. your shoes several blocks ago. I'm telling you, there's, like, just so many things without like she was melissa was putting her shirt on the other day and she was like getting herself all twisted up and i showed her i'm like this is how they teach you in therapy to put your shirt it's like arms first then put it over the head because it's just like an easier way to kind of coordinate things um so yeah that's all stuff that i have to relearn yeah like i was sitting at the edge of my bed and i was taking off like my pajama pants and putting shorts on and i fell off the bed like i mean I hurt, I mean, I didn't, like, need to go to the hospital. But, like, I fell on my hip. Actually, apparently fell on Liliana. She was like, you <laughs> fell on me. I, like, fell on her foot. 
And I mean, that's more like emotionally stressful because I'm just like, I can't believe I can't put my damn pant shorts on. You know, that that stuff makes me really frustrated. Um, But that's just all set, like you said, like one day at a time. Yeah. I mean, every I day like, yeah. you're improving with that right. stuff. And one of the things that I keep telling her too is it's like, not only are you, you're relearning this thing that you, you know, you once had, but it's like you're having to adapt to do it in a new way because everything is like, not everything, but a lot of stuff is different for you right now. Mm-hmm. So, especially with her eyesight, I'm I'm constantly telling her, I'm like, look around, look around, slow down. Because she's used to just doing things at a million miles an hour, and that's just, like, what worked for her. So, it's like, that's her inclination is to do that. But her, like, her brain can't keep up with it at this point. So, that she, never on my watch, but on her mom's watch a few times, she has, like banged into a door or you know a a door frame or something with my head with her head because she's just she's not like spatially she's not as aware of what's like around her um so it's a lot of it is just like her learning to adapt and like look around more because well do you want to talk about your eyesight I did didn't I we did a little but we didn't say like I mean so when I was in the hospital they really really they reassured me they were like this is temporary this will come back um apparently they told Megan when I was still in the hospital like we're not gonna tell her but it might they, not come back they didn't say don't tell Melissa this I actually kind of said like I'd rather not say this in these words to her they told me they really reassured me that it was gonna come back so what they had said to me is not everyone told me that it was going to get better that a lot of this is due to swelling from the surgery and just everything like shifting I mean her brain surgeon even told me like as he was taking out the tumor he's like your brain the the brain is shifting the whole time so that's one of the reasons why like he couldn't tell us the margins of like how much of the tumor they got until he looked at the actual MRI because he's like to the eye it looked like we got everything but he's like I need to see the the MRI first because your your brain is not like you know it's 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 a it's not like a solid necessarily mm-hmm. so they had told me like you know she's obviously like this a lot of this has to do with the swelling and just like her brain healing itself so the way it was described to me was that like it's going to improve it's going to get better than it is now but they they really didn't think that even with therapy it was going to go back to how it was So I didn't want to tell her that because this has been definitely like probably the biggest pain. Well, this and like the whole baby thing Mm -hmm. have been like the biggest pain points. And I didn't want her to be discouraged because I, I, I think a lot of this like healing journey is just your mental state. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, you know, kind of protect that. Um, and not only that, but it's like doctors don't always know. Like they tell you one thing and another thing ends up happening. So I just didn't want her to be like super discouraged to hear that, especially because like the when she first kind of like woke up, it was the next day after her surgery. I mean, she was up before that, but like when I really got to like speak to her, um, she called me crying because she was like, "I can't see," and it was like very jarring for her. So that was just you know, it was really it was tough. So it was last week when we were on the phone, like her Zoom call with her oncologist that she... Her neuro-oncologist. The boss. Right, the boss lady. That she asked, like, you know, what, like, reasonably, what can I expect from my eyes? And again, she does not have the best bedside manner. She's very, Mm -hmm. like, abrupt. It's still recording. It's still recording, yeah. I can't remember exactly what she said. 
but it was basically yeah. like I mean, she basically was like, no, it's not going to improve. Which I don't think that's true. It's going to improve because, like, your brain is still healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was kind of like, we knew this going into this. Yeah, she's this. like, we talked about this. I'm like, we talked about, like, left side deficits. We didn't say. We talked about, like, motor deficits. I was going to lose all of my peripheral vision. Yeah. It was not, not outlined I mean, so great. It's kind of like. Okay, whatever. I mean, it's not like I would have said, don't do the surgery. I don't right. know. I mean, it doesn't... It is what it is. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I'm not blind. I can still see. Right. I My issue, and I'm really, I'm really not, like, harping on this because I really can only take it one day at a time. I do not want to lose the ability to drive. Yes. So, that's my only... Con- not my only, but, like, that it would be the biggest Whenever they ask, like, her problem. goals, she's like, yeah. it's to drive. And physical therapy and OT, yeah. They're like, what, what do you want out of this? I'm like, I want to be able to drive again. Mm-hmm. Like, not living... Because now I live with Megan. We live in the Burbs. Like, I mean, I lived when I had a car when I lived in the city, too. But, yeah. I mean, that would really suck. To just Especially because be... she hates my driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is <laughs> terrifying. It's not that bad. Seriously. It is so scary. <laughs> like, she just doesn't care about other I cars I do on care. The road. I drive with my I'm three like, children. I'm, you, I'm careful. I don't care about this. Kids. I literally, I, I'm like, there is I've been in, I don't even think you. I've ever been in an accident. I've, I've hit like one thing and I was like 16 years old and I've gotten like two speeding tickets You've ever. angels on your shoulders. Okay. <laughs> well, let's hope they stick around. I'm, guys, no, seriously, I'm a decent, I'm a very decent driver. Okay, yes. I'm well, they're, very decent they're driver. watching over all of us. Who describes yourself as a decent driver? I don't Oh, I'm not trying to like. If you're a good driver, you say a good driver. About my I'm a driving great driver. Abilities. This is yeah. not well, fair. You, that's how you are. You should all the time. take away your driving. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm listen. You need me now. You need that's me. That's true. So anyway, so this was you like. If I get this grant for eleven bucks. That's true. <laughs> that eleven bucks is gonna get you really far mm-hmm. to the gas station. Mm-hmm. Um. No. So this was like. So then, I, I, like I. So when 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 her doctor said that, she was like, "But they told me, it isn't gonna come back." And I was kind of like. They told me it's probably not going to come back. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? And it was like, I was, I, I didn't, especially didn't want to be the one to like deliver that news. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, that was definitely like not, I did in some ways I really didn't want you to know that. But at the same time, it's like, I think you should know the truth or at least like what they're saying. Because again, I mean, we don't know. We yeah. don't really, everyone has said to me like, as she, as you heal, not only will this improve on its own some, but again, as you learn to adapt more, it just won't be as like big of a deficit. Right. I mean, the tr- like today we were in the pool and like Megan and Liliana were like to the left of me. And it's, I was just like, I'm so frustrated because I know you guys are right there, but I can't see you. But if I turn my head, I can see them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't mean it's not frustrating. It's yeah. very frustrating. Because I, you don't realize how much you use that peripheral vision until it's gone and you have to turn your freaking head to see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there, it's just, so it's... Pain it's... In the butt. It's just like learning to adapt in in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other like update things that we are or things we've learned since. Or she told me my eggs are a shitstorm. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she said that. Will be. This will probably. She was basically like, if the tumor didn't already kill your eggs, this will. 
Meaning like chemo and radiation. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, not terribly surprising, but yeah. obviously not what we wanted to hear. Um, and she said, she's like, you know, if you wanted to freeze your eggs, you could, but she's like, that's just going to set you back so far in your treatment. And what I keep saying to Melissa is I'm like, the goal is eventually for you to become a mom. And unless you're healthy and you're well, that won't happen. So like, number one, we need you to be healthy. Um, and just like I was explaining to Liliana today that, you know, the ways of motherhood comes in many different ways and it doesn't always look the same for everyone. And that's okay. I, I mean, I keep telling Melissa, I'm like, I will, I'll, I'll give you an egg. I'll be your surrogate. We can adopt a baby. There's all kind of ways and it might not look the way that she had initially anticipated it. Um, but I'm still very confident that you will be a mom. My daughter was not very. I mean, kids, you know, they say stuff that's not necessarily. She's a little shit. Not the most sensitive. Yeah, she was. She was just like being a stinker today. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I mean that obviously, like I said, the eyes and the the baby stuff are definitely like the most the hardest. Stuff. She also told me I'll I'll definitely lose my hair where they do the radiation. I always thought chemo was the thing that made you. Lose your hair. You are doing the oral chemo, though, which allegedly is, like, less um, difficult on your body, Mm -hmm. less harsh on your body. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to, we'll do another episode maybe once you actually start chemo and radiation so we Mm -hmm. can kind of update from there. Um, Yeah, it's not something that I've been, like, really eager to, like, look into I haven't looked into it at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, all I want to know is, like, when it's going to start kind of like the schedule even though I sort of already know like the loose I don't even remember it's something like she's doing it's it's five yeah five to six weeks of the chemo and radiation five days a week is going to be the radiation which I actually have to take her to the appointments and then seven days of the week she's doing the oral chemo pill so that that cycle will continue for five to six weeks then she has four weeks off then I think it's just the oral chemo after that. I think the radiation is just that one five to six week chunk of time. Um, I'm not, I'm, and this was all from her oncologist. So it's like, we haven't actually, her neuro-oncologist. So we haven't actually spoken to the medical oncologist or the radiologist yet. So we'll get more kind of info from there. Like we said, Logan is back in therapy and his therapy center is not too far from the hospital where she's going to be doing her radiation. So I'm hoping that I can like drop him off at therapy and then just take her over to the hospital um, and just kind of, you know, have the two of them finish and be able to just kind of bing, bing, boom, pick them up. Megan's driving service. Uh, such a great driver. Um, I'm hoping we can work it out like that. Because he's going to be going to the center um, every morning. He has some afternoon sessions at home and different stuff happening. But in the morning, I'll be I'm taking ask, him. Do you think you just drop me off at radiation or you, like, sit with me? I'm imagining you just I, drop I mean, me off. I'm imagining, but I, I could, I mean, I could sit with you. I'm going to ask. We'll see how it goes. My mom has been staying here with us. So yeah, I should say that. Melissa, initially we were thinking about sending her to the, like an acute, okay, not me, but like the doctors were discussing talking about sending her to like an acute rehab center for her to do. Inpatient rehab. Inpatient for her to like do therapy. Honestly, one of the main reasons, at least to me, what they presented, why they didn't want to send her was because. She she was recovering really well, and the main issue was her eyesight, and they were like, therapy is not going to improve. At least the acute rehab therapy was not going to improve that all that much. 
um, I mean, they see patients that are really bad off. Like they, the, the nurse literally said to me, she's like, I watched her like eating her food and she can like get the fork to her mouth. Like there's people who can't do that after surgery. There's people who can't do that after surgery. So it's like the, a lot of like the basic things that they needed her to do, she was already doing. So it was not, I am going to see a neuro ophthalmologist, um, and have my eyes like re looked at. This guy came very highly recommended from the speech therapist. And my OT says they send everyone there. And um, I know it is not covered by my insurance. And I have to pay out of pocket. Um, But they also have vision therapists. But my OT said the neuro-oncologist, or I'm sorry, the neuro-ophthalmologist might send her the plans. Like this, the what? The treatment plans or whatever he thinks. Just like write the, the, write the, the... the therapy she can do with you. Yeah, and so the OT could help me... Just carry that out. Carry out what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see. I, I like, made an initial call to them, but I was like, I know my radiation and chemo is starting super soon, so I don't, like, make an appointment and then have to cancel because, like, right now my schedule is pretty wide open. I mean, I do have OT and PT, but I know, like, when the radiation starts, which is supposed to be really, really soon, then I'm... You know, I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be busy. Yes, easier. but yeah, the neuro ophthalmologist is definitely a good idea, and we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna do everything we can to like get her eyes mm-hmm. in the best shape we can. I feel like I'm on the phone all day, every day. It's a lot of phone calls. It is a lot of phone calls. It is yeah. a lot of messages. I've never talked on the phone this much. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's very draining. Yeah, this, again, this is all stuff that I keep being, like, this is stuff that is... The forms, the printing all these forms and trying to, like, keep them straight and scanning them and emailing back. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, anyone listening to this podcast who's, like, a a listener of the show who, like, has a child with autism can definitely relate to that. Because it's, like, the amount of appointments and phone calls and forms you fill out are... It's it's another job. It's a part-time job. It's insane. I was telling you, just, just a couple weeks ago when I took Logan to his uh, his psychiatrist, it was just Zoom calls. And, I mean, I, I had a couple very lengthy sessions with him, but I also had stacks of paperwork to fill out. It's a lot. <sighs> it really is. I think you kind of get used to that. But it's still, it's not really fun. Um, I hear what I was going to say, what I was saying beforehand. Um, we talked about my eyes. We talked about... The eggs. The well, yeah. Losing yeah. my hair. Yes. So, just, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of doctors. There's a lot happening. I'm so tired. Parts. Did I talk about that? Probably she's, did. She's really tired all the time. I mean, that's not... I, I'm i just always, like, a tired person who likes to sleep, but, like, I mean... Oh, my God. I'm so It exhausted. probably feels different for you. It honestly doesn't seem that different to me because I'm used to you being like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. No, I'm this so is tired. so different. I'm sure it's... But, but I'm just saying, like, it doesn't seem that like, different. Like, I take a nap almost every day. And even if I don't, I have to lay down. Yes. Yeah, so, we... Like, she so needs... Tired. You definitely need rest. I mean, your brain is, like, regenerating itself, so... It's 10, that's 11. All. Like, oh I gosh. feel like it's 4 a.m. It's way past your bedtime. All right. Well, let's, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and just talk a little bit more about, like processing emotions and like dealing with all this okay so we're gonna take a quick break and stay tuned 
For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT. And I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, we're back. All right, Melissa's very tired, so I'm gonna I'm try laying down. <laughs> She's I'm like, been... let's do this laying down. <laughs> I'm laying down. So we'll try to we'll try to make this concise. It's fine, guys. Yes. I'm here, I'm an open book. Yes, she has an open book. Just like Jessica Simpson. Such a good book. Um, she has an open book. It's so a fun read. it is a fun read and just and, and great. Um, so I wanted to kind of continue this conversation that I had last week. I guess it wasn't a conversation because I was talking to myself. <laughs> it was a solo episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I don't know the stream of consciousness that I have. The dialogue. The yes, the narrative. Uh-huh. Um, but last week I talked a lot about grief and processing emotions and feelings and. I mean, I was talking about that, you know, from my experience as, you know, a mother of a child with autism and just, like, the grief that I felt when he was first diagnosed and kind of leading up to that. Uh, I talked about when my youngest daughter, when Layla was in the, the NICU and just kind of the grief I experienced with that. And just, like, how, you know, growing through grief is, I think, like, a really, it's not that it's, like, not that you like look forward to the grief but it's like that's how you grow is like going through these like difficult life altering situations how do you think you would define the word grief um yeah so that was that's one of the things i want to talk to you about because i feel like i so i got so many messages about last week's episode and a lot of people talking about you know, their experience dealing with their child's diagnosis and the grief they felt with that versus, like, grief they felt at other stages in their life, like when they lost, you know, a parent or some people are telling me about losing a spouse. Um, just so many conversations about about grieving and just processing emotions and all of that. And it, we were talking about this with our mom. And mm-hmm. I was saying how I'm like, I, I really think you can kind of be grieving almost any situation that's like difficult for you I don't think Mm -hmm. that grief is defined by certain terms I just I think like anything that you know feels really emotional and and difficult and like a big hurdle for you to overcome or or something like a death that is very final I think it doesn't necessarily matter like what the parameters of that are I think Mm -hmm. I well first of all I think it's okay And one of the reasons why I wanted to say that last week and have that kind of put that out there is because I do think a lot of autism parents especially kind of feel shamed if they feel that grief because it's like, well, your child is here. Why are you grieving your child that's here? 
and honestly, like, I don't think that anyone should ever be shamed for their feelings. Like, I think, like, your feelings are valid. It doesn't mean, like, you should use that against somebody. But it's, like, you're you're allowed to feel your feelings, you know? But I think shamed means, like, someone has made you feel shamed. And maybe you just mean shameful. Like, they just feel like it's shameful. No, I like, think it's I both. shouldn't be. I like, think it's maybe both. maybe if some people make them feel that way, but also maybe... They just feel like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yes. You know? I think, I think it's both. I think we put that, those feelings on ourselves, but I think sometimes people, people also put those feelings Mm -hmm. upon us as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to, to say that about grief last week, because I do, I just, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have these very real feelings, um, around your child's diagnosis or anything else that is, is difficult that you're going through. And that was one of the things that I was talking about with Melissa and that we've kind of continued to talk about is, like, you know, what you're going through right now. Obviously, it's, like, very different from everything that I've, you know, gone through with Logan. But I I do feel like because I've had time, obviously, also to process everything mm-hmm. and just I have a different perspective on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do think that you're going to grow from this and learn from this and I told you like you're gonna learn things that you didn't even realize you needed to learn and I feel like that has been something that you and I have have talked about a lot is just like kind of how like emotionally how you're handling things and I know you talked about it with your with the therapist as well what do you think I mean he was asking me like do you feel anger are you angry? I guess maybe that's one of the stages of grief. I can't remember. We looked it up, didn't we? We looked it up, and it was actually really interesting because I was like, wow, I feel like I went through every one of these stages. Yeah, it was like anger, bargaining, which that one was... Oh, denial. Denial is the first one. Denial, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I went through... Not necessarily like, in you know, in order or in like like equally through all of them but it was like I felt like I kind of hit on all those things I don't know if like I am going to go through all of them I don't think I have for definitely not like it's still so new it's still so new I mean I will like I remember like before I got like we knew I had a tumor but hearing I really kind of like had convinced myself or I was just really expecting him to say your tumor is benign and you don't have cancer and you just have to get this benign tumor removed. So like finding out that it was cancer was really hard. Um, and but I don't know if I, I wasn't in, I wasn't in denial. I wasn't like, I don't think you were in denial. Like in, in terms of like, I don't have cancer, but it was like, you kept, we both would say like, it doesn't feel like we're talking about you. Like, it feels like we're talking about somebody else. I mean, every day, just because I'm in the thick of, like, paperwork and doctors and, you know, it feels more real. But I'm still, like, not, you know, just when I call, like, I call, like, the neuro-ophthalmologist. And she's like, hi, how can I help you? I'm like, well, I have brain cancer and I just had brain surgery few weeks ago and it affected my eyesight and I need to come in and see the doctor and just like describing yourself that way is like I have cancer is so weird yeah it's really weird and um 
Yeah. Yeah. No. I would it, say, in terms of, like, grief, I will say I'm definitely grieving that I can't get pregnant right now, have a baby, for sure. Because mm-hmm. that was my plan. That was what I want. I feel like the whole, like, um, pandemic really... I feel like people, some people probably feel the opposite. I know some people feel this way, but I was like, the pandemic made me realize, like, life is short. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the... All these doctor's offices were closing to non-medically um, necessary things. And I was just like, I just need to go for this. You know? Like, I just need to, like, get this party started and, like, you know, try to have this baby or try to get pregnant. And I feel... Like, I'm definitely grieving that I can't do that now. Um, Like, I can't do it right now. And I do feel... um, It's weird. Because, like, I feel jealous of people who are, like, announcing pregnancies. But I also feel like I'm so glad that, like, you get to do that. You know? Mm -hmm. Because that's a gift. Yeah. And... Like, I told someone today, like, this one lady online who was, like, thinking about having a baby on her own and, um, was kind of, like, dragging her feet because a family member was, like, not really supportive. And I was just like, listen, last month I was in your shoes Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do this. And now I have brain cancer and I have to do chemo and radiation right now. Mm -hmm. So... And she was like, you just totally changed my whole perspective. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wish I was in your shoes, you know? Like, I wish I was trying to get pregnant. And my biggest worry was, like, a family member was like, you shouldn't really do this on your own, you know? Not that any of my family has ever said, you know, not that I was even looking for approval. (laughs) I was going to just do it. But, um, I... Yeah, I mean, that's what I wish I was doing right now. Mm-hmm. Not this. So, I'm jealous, and I... I kind of always, like, I consider myself a very empathetic person. But I've always been someone who, like, rolls my eyes at a lot of the bullshit that people, <laughs> like, stress themselves out about. Like first world problems, even though I mean, I totally have first world problems. Yeah, I was gonna like, say, you're I'm not like exempt from that. doesn't mean I don't have first world problems, you know? I'm not exempt from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it makes me even more so now, because I am dealing with, like, a real problem that mm-hmm. would, like, rock anyone's world, mm-hmm. that when I see some of the crap on social media or whatever, I'm just like, oh god, help me. Yeah, I mean, I I feel problem. the same. I feel like I'm definitely an empathetic person, but I also just, like, have it... Yeah. I have a very different perspective on many things, and... Because of Mr. Deeds. That would be Logan. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, having a child with special needs will give you... I, I said it last week, like, I don't see how you could go through a journey like this and not be changed from it, and it's like, I hope... No, it changed me for the better and made me into, like, a better parent and a better person. Yes, exactly. Did we ever say that? I don't think we did. I think we talked Mm. about it. Maybe next time, guys. 
Um, Maybe next time on the chemo and radiation update episode. Yes, exactly. Maybe next week will be a autism focused episode. It will be. It will be. Um, but it's, but autism. I do think, I do think that these things are connected and so like, it's like, I, I, like we said before, like, I feel like your therapy journey and like watching you like relearn things that Logan is learning for the first time, even though it's like, they're, they're so different. Like your goals are different. Like what we're working towards with both of you is very similar in that it's like, we want you to regain your independence. We right. want him to gain mm-hmm. more independence. So it's mm-hmm. just like. There's been so many things, like in so many ways, I feel like my, the journey that I've had with him has prepared me for their journey with you because I mean, this definitely like it's, I mean, it's completely rocked my world. I'm not going to say it hasn't, but I do feel like I just have a different, I have a different perspective on this now than I would have, you know, had this happened many years ago. This, I mean, like I, I just, I think because like I talked about last week, like processing your emotions and using not 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 just like letting time go by idly and being like oh like I'll feel better eventually like really using processing your emotions and using that to like harness your strength and like your harness grit. energy block bad Where's exactly that from? I can't remember I think Happy Gilmore um yeah I think you're right too um but like using that to like be your strength and and just like feel the flow happy tapping into like your your grit mm-hmm excuse me um I think that I, I I feel really I feel really lucky that I was that I've had this experience with Logan because I've been able to do that mm-hmm. and I think that you're going to I, I mean I think you're already strong and you're you've been awesome and really strong but it's like I think that you're going I sure to, have yes thank you I think you're going to just like learn the depths of your own strength that like you didn't even realize was there. Mm-hmm. Anything else we want? Um, how long are we at? What are we at? You know, song kids. <laughs> TV recommendations for weddings. <laughs> that's it. Oh, should we talk about our favorite new show? Oh yeah, now we're really. Although we we haven't been very good at watching. Yeah, it. we need to be better. These kids really get into. We're my really into. Um, I almost said celebrity rehab. No. <laughs> Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition. The most recent season, which ended, but it it's is still like on It is super demand. fun, and you can watch with your kids. Yes. Or you can like, just have it on while your kids are around. It's just like it's a very safe. cute, like silly, fun fun show, and it's very entertaining. Very light. Yes, we've been into that for sure. And we just, today we watched Babysitter's Club. First, we just started watching yeah. Babysitter's Club. I am a diehard Babysitter's Club fan, and this show is Darling and just so cute and um, progressive. It's really yeah, it's great because it's Um, like nostalgic for us because like we grew up with this, but it's also it's set like it's brought brought into twenty twenty. Yes, so I'm excited to keep watching that and of course keep watching Four Weddings. Yeah, we're still on Four Weddings. Yeah, Four Weddings is just a really great. I mean, like the Hamilton movies. I've seen Hamilton several times. but Megan hasn't, and I want to watch the Hamilton movie with her. But I just, like, don't think I have the emotional fortitude to watch it right now. Like, I know what happens, and it's a lot emotionally, and I just don't... No, I avoid, I avoid sad stuff, like, most of the time, so I get that. It's, like I, I do sad, want to watch but it's it, also obviously. uplifting. It's just so good. 
Um, we'll really watch, it. watch it. I mean, yeah. it's like whatever. I also, you know? like, don't if I sit ha- there and break down. I sit there and break yes. Down. Again, that that it might be like a good way for you to. You yeah, know. I mean, I've broken down like five million times. It's not like I. You have, it, but like when I was in the hospital the first time, like after finding out that you know I'd had this massive seizure and I found out I had a tumor and it was likely cancerous and I knew that because I googled it while I was in the ER um I just I was like I will I can never cry again I will never like I can't cry another tear like it's amazing how I was our bodies just continue to our bodies tears. just continue <laughs> to cry I yeah. could I couldn't mm-hmm. even like I had the boxes what is it also from? I have boxes of Kleenex in my limo. That is from Romeo and Michelle. Yeah, I was going to say that. Sandy Frank. Full circle. Jeez, um, we can't stop it. Oh, gosh. And then we bought it, or we rented it on on demand, and then we like didn't even watch it. Like the day before your surgery. It. We watched like half of it. Again, Can we still these watch kids it? Do we buy really, it? No, I just rented it. These kids really get into our I'll buy viewing it. it's gotta be on television something. schedule. Um, I'm sure you could buy it. But yeah, I just the crappy ass like little boxes of Kleenex they give you. I just went through so many. I couldn't stop crying. That's but that's <sighs> important. That's yeah. important. At to... the time, that was what I needed to do. I, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't cry. I probably cried today. Um, you did. I was so frustrated with those damn forms. You didn't cry about that. What did I cry about? Oh, mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably cried. Besides that too. Um, I'm not crying right now. I'm just wiping my eyes. No, she. But again, it's like I do think that as much as it's like crying is exhausting, it takes a lot out of you. It's like you said, like that's important. That's all stuff that like you're you need to like work through those feelings. And sometimes it's like tears that make you work through it, and just like tears. And you don't even necessarily realize it at the time. Um. Yeah, I could talk about all this stuff for a long time. I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but I do. I I just. Like I said, I, I heard from so many of you about this topic, and I appreciated that so much. And, um, you know, I'm always here if you need to talk. Um, and I, I just am, like, amazed at, like, human resiliency and mm-hmm. the things that, like, we can go through and come out on the other side. Not unscathed, obviously, but it's like you and I were talking about that book that I really want to read. Radical acceptance yes. by Tara Brock. Her her therapist recommended that, and I I had already started it. it, but had to return it to the library. And it's about like mindfulness, and it incorporates a lot of like Buddhism principles. I'm definitely going to. I just put it back on hold at the library, and by library, I mean I'm gonna get li- the, the Libby app, the audiobook. Um, that's my jam. Um, but I, yeah, <clears throat> I think like. And you and I were talking about mindfulness the other day. I wasn't using the word mindfulness. That's what I meant, though, is, like, I feel like so much of, like, our inner dialogue and the way we talk to ourselves, you know, that's shaped from, like, from the time that we were kids. And it's, like, we have these these things that we tell ourselves or that other people have told us that, like, becomes our self-talk that is really, like, not helpful. And mm-hmm. if you can kind of, like, shift that that inner dialogue and the way you talk to yourself and just the way, way you view things. Like I, I feel like that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think like in, in some instances, like just this whole journey with Logan has like helped me to be able to do that. I'm sure I still have like so much work to do. Um, but I, I feel like we all have work to do. We all have work to do. We all have work to do. None of us are a finished. Project. But there's a lot of people who like, you know, look at, 
what any, anything bad they went through and they look at that as like their curse like mm-hmm. oh this is like the cross i bear and it's like there's a you can flip that coin that's like how i feel about dating huh <laughs> what do you mean that's my curse that's the cross dating I, is your curse just like yeah relationships and dating and like that's just eluded me you know we could do a you're the, you told me something's to wrong with me because I've never gotten married. I did not say something is wrong with you. Yeah, you did. Because you've never gotten married. I have... You have, have... Own your... You need to own your shit. Okay. If you want to get into this weekend, but there's so much more to say. Don't don't knock into that candle I'm and not light this house over on the fire. Candle. Um, I think that... I don't think something's... I mean, okay, like, do I think that you have, like, some work to do? Yeah. We already established we all have work to do. None of us are a finished project. In in relationships, especially, yeah. I'm not, I'm, this is too much to get into, and, like, right now. I think you have horrible, horrible taste in men, but that's another story. Um, but anyways. Well, I don't taste in men anymore. Okay, she's over it. I don't taste in anyone. She's over it. She's totally over the men. I have taste for one thing. It's called four weddings. <laughs> Get me <laughs> on it. And Guys Grocery Games. That's been her Oh, that's one a good too. one, too. You've been really that's into that. That's a great show. No, I just feel like I am, like, kind of a... I was going to say Debbie Downer. I don't really love that phrase. But, like, when it's come to, like, dating and relationship, I'm just not somebody who's, like... There's someone out there for everyone or, you know, I just don't have that like optimistic view of like love and marriage and all that stuff, you know? I mean, I think that's, I think you're entitled to that. I think that's fine. I think it's like, I think you're like, wow, this has really gone off the this rails. This has definitely taken a turn that I wasn't, no, I, I mean, I'm just I, kind of listening to what you're saying and I'm just your stream processing. of consciousness. I understand. I'm sure there's people listening who who get the who mm-hmm. understand what you're saying too. I mean, it, you and I have had such different like yes, we've had definitely so definitely different. different trajectories of dating and. I mean, Megan has been with her husband for. I met Megan when I was 23, so I mean, yeah. like I never. And she really didn't date before. No, that. I really like didn't do much of that, so it was yeah. It's just it's it's you really can't compare it, um. But I mean, I think that. I, I never said something's wrong with you because yes, you're you not. Did. I used those words. Uh-huh. I said something's wrong with you, yeah. which is why you're not married. Yes. I think what I maybe have said is that in the co- you're the common denominator in all these failed relationships. Um, that's not what you said, but <laughs> I don't trying to be like I'm it. the nice podcast lady. No, what did I say? That's what you said. There's I something said, wrong with you. I mean, you said that we are sisters. We sometimes do. Oh, for damn say sure, harsh words. We absolutely do <laughs> to each other. As I said, I was the victim of some some rage. <laughs> the victim. <laughs> I was the victim of some rage um, by this. Our brother, we bought, we got Portillo's beef sandwiches, and we, bo- I got mine with peppers. Oh lord! And he opened up my pepper sandwich. I was like, oh, I got your sandwich. I'm telling the story wrong. Basically, basically we got cheese. cheese fries, and he put all the cheese from the cheese fries on the sandwich without pepper. No, with okay, peppers. This... And I was like, "Dude, I don't what." He before he realized he had the wrong sandwich, he put cheese all, all over. the cheese from his cheese fries. And then he was like, "Oh, hey, this is yours because it has hot peppers." And I'm like, "Cool, now I have the cheese fry sandwich. Like, I didn't Although, want this." Manny does that too. He puts he puts the cheese sauce. I mean, on I his still beef. ate it, but I was like. <laughs> 
this is not what I ordered. So she was really rageful. I, w- I mean, I, rage. I wouldn't say rageful. I was not psyched. You were not happy about that. <laughs> but he did get me some beers. Okay, I said, there you go. I need some beers. There you go. See? That's one thing we've learned. Her, her psychiatrist would not up her meds, but just having a drink. One thing we've learned. <laughs> wow, this is... Newsflash. I guess I we've like known cocktail that. We've known that. Or a we've beer. Known that she likes a cocktail, but it's, yeah. Now it seems like it's Ugh, breaking news. It's medicinal. It is. <laughs> it really is. Well, that is something I should ask the guy about tomorrow. Medical marijuana. Oh yeah, we want to talk about medical. Cannabis. I don't know if the radiologist is the best person. He'll probably be like, get out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm the I'm the laser right. the head guy. We'll find we'll find out which guy it is. Yeah, we'll find um, out the guy. Okay, now we've gone off on like many tangents. Yeah. We talked about many things. Is there anything else that you would like to comment on or add? No, I'll just say thank you so much for the continued support. It really um, means everything to me. Everyone has been so kind and supportive and generous and. It is not um, unnoticed. So, yes, thank I want to say thank you again, not only to, you know, obviously our friends and family who are listening, but just this like adventures and autism community who has really just rallied behind Melissa and me and been like so incredible and supportive. Like, this is not, you know, stuff that we typically talk about in the show. We've taken some turns these mm-hmm. last few weeks. Um, but this is like real life. These are the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I, yeah, I can't even say how much I appreciate you guys just, like, sticking around and being so supportive. Um, and everyone who's donated to Melissa's GoFundMe, it's, like, it, it is I so love, hard. I love you guys the most. Yeah, seriously. You're my best friend. No, we, we love you all. And we, we do, you're my platinum friend. Yeah, that's right. We do, you know, appreciate all the prayers and good wishes as well. I was talking... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was talking to my aunt last night or the other night, and um, we were talking about, like coronavirus and blah blah she lives in florida and she was talking about like coming up to see i mean she's older she's like 75 or something and she was talking about coming up to see like her kids and her grandkids and doing like a socially distanced visit and she's like i'm not worried about them i'm the old person and she's like but you know i really want to see them i'm like yeah i'm like honestly not that I had was this wasn't already something I one hundred percent thought, but like nothing in life matters ex- to me except your relationships, like mm-hmm. your friends and your family and your loved ones. Like that is it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only important thing. Yeah, that is the most important thing. And if you, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, coronavirus is horrible and this whole pandemic is nuts and but like you be as safe as you possibly can like I'm not like get on a plane go you know but like I mean obviously get on a plane if you want to but um like take your precautions um but like your family and your friends are everything and I'm so so fortunate because and your mental health and like having people around you is Mm -hmm. so important to that yeah like I said I, when I got out of the hospital the first time, like, all I wanted to do was, like, hug my sister and hug my family. And I hadn't really, I hadn't hugged my mom in many, many months because I was trying to, like, I didn't know if I had been, well, I did know I was exposed after I was staying here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, pr- even pr- prior to you guys getting sick, we, had been we didn't socially, see our mom. We, we, we did we, drive-bys. 
we had we, went on a couple of walks. We went on a couple of walks in a forest mm-hmm. preserve. But, like, no, I had not hugged my mom. But, like, when you get out of the hospital after having brain surgery and finding out that you have brain cancer and, like... Yeah, I mean, I I wore masks. They wore masks. I had friends over in the backyard. Everyone wore masks. But, like, I... Nothing mattered to me except, like, hugging my family and hugging my friends. And just... That was the most important thing. For my mental stability, mm-hmm. that is what I needed. I... This last hospitalization... Oh, my God. Like, I remember calling my friend Allie... Birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Allie. I love you. Happy birthday. Um, and I was talking around the phone and I was like hugging myself because I wanted someone to hug me so badly and I couldn't because it was coronavirus. It's coronavirus time and I was in the hospital, you know, admitted or what's the word? I don't know, hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have visitors and I just wanted like anyone to hug me. So I was, like, hugging myself. Like, I was just... Well, now you're here, and these little kids will hug you all day long. No, they won't. They hug you. They hug me a lot. But they hug you sometimes. Tyne did cuddle with me today. (laughs) The kids really are, like, such good... Oh. I told my therapist that. I was like, my best therapists are the kids, because they're just so cute and funny, and they just... Oh, my God, they're so funny. They distract you, and they also, like, help you, and you know give you something else to focus on mm-hmm. um yeah i think being here with the kids they're is just like, like so... a joy they yes, really are they really are they're just i got the sweetest message from someone a couple of days ago and she was like you she's like i i just had my second baby and it's really hard and seeing you with your three kids makes me feel like you can do it and she's like you make it all look so effortless and i'm like that's so kind of you to say mm-hmm. it's i'm definitely like it's not effortless definitely but not. like my yeah, no, it's definitely an effortless. But like they, like yeah, when you say they're a joy, like my my three kids really are like, they're they're just like, mm-hmm. it's not. I, I always tell you, I'm like it's not wasted on me. Like I'm just like I'm so so grateful to have them, and I'm I'm so grateful right now that that like you're here with them because I mm-hmm. feel like they are. They're it's just like the best. They're just place like for you soul food. Yes, they are. They yeah, they fill up they fill up your cup. They fill up my cup. Mm-hmm. Them having my mom here to help too. <laughs> yeah, it's great that my mom is here because, like, I feel almost more like she kind of helps with the kids while you take me to stuff. You know what I mean? We sort like, of. I don't really need that much help at this point. I don't think. No, but it's like we can't leave you alone. Yeah, so I can't be alone. She can't be alone just because like her seizure medication and just with all the rest and everything. So yeah, there's always has to be like somebody close by to you know just in case. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, my mom has been really helpful because like either. Yeah, she can kind of help with the kids, so I can help Melissa or, or vice versa. Or Megan can take Logan to therapy, and the kids can stay home, even though sometimes they want to get in the car. Yeah, they... But, like, mm-hmm. you don't have to take them. No, it's definitely... It's been... Yeah, it's been really, really... Like you said, your family and your relationships really yeah. are, like, the most important thing, and most especially important. at a time like this. They keep you... asking me that, like, anytime I talk to a doctor or my therapist or... OT or anyone they're just like how's your support like how's your family how are your friends do you feel like you have a good support system and I'm like I have the best support system yes I really do I have the best family I have the best friends I'm so lucky I'm very 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 lucky I can't imagine like it breaks my heart to think about someone going through what I'm going through and not having a support system yeah similar to what i have yeah mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Because it is, it's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because it's like, I know this is hard for everyone. You know, this is hard for Megan. This is obviously hard for my mom and my dad. You know, like, I'm old, but I am still my mom's daughter, you know. <sighs> not that old. I'm 37. Um, I'm not that old. And according to, like, you know, the medical professionals, You're I'm young. Spring chicken. I'm Jojo Siwa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone's like, your age is such a benefit, your age, your age. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Can you guys be around when I work on the fertility stuff? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Can you be giving me this? Can you you give my eggs that talk? Pump pump my tires? Come on. Um, Well, I think this is probably a good note to end it on. I'm Um, tired. Thank you. I'm tired, too. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Uh, thank you. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com I'd love to hear from you guys if you're enjoying the show please leave a review those reviews uh, especially on Apple Podcasts really do help people to find the show and I'm just so grateful for all of them do you want to share where people can find you? sure on Instagram I'm the Zill the Z-I-L-L and on me and on Facebook, like Melissa Mitchell, I'm on Megan's. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can find her to me. And her, um, her GoFundMe is is the link in in my bio. Do you have it on your bio too? No, I don't. My you link, don't. the link in my bio is your. Yeah, you haven't podcast. changed it. You should I guess change it. Finally, I will. Okay, yeah. So, the and link- I just want to give a special shout out to Megan because she has been just a complete rock for me, and I just really appreciate it. I know. Thank you. This has been hard for everyone. And, I mean, she obviously has a full plate already. Those aforementioned children. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, my rock and is taking care of me. And, you know, I mean, I'm totally, like, rambling. I can't, like, get a coherent <laughs> thought out. Well, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's not even, like, a question. And the I would people, do the same for you. Yes. I think I won't. Yes. I would. People will say to me, like, oh, my gosh, like, you... And she still, like, makes dinner every night. She still cooks. She goes to the store for us. I like cooking. She does. She does like (laughs) cooking. It is, like, her relaxing time. No, but people... Literally, some of Melissa's friends are like, you're a saint. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just, like... I am a good sister, Mm -hmm. I think. You are. And hopefully a good mom. But, I mean, like, this is not... I would... This would be weirder if I wasn't being, being the one to, like do all this i'm used to a lot of balls in the air yeah she's used to balls in the air and she's used to caretaking but i mean this is another level like i'm basically like another kid they have to drive to stuff and emotionally support and make cocktails for i made really yummy yeah frozen watermelon watermelon, strawberry strawberry margaritas tonight they were delicious (laughs) and i'm a bad influence on your kids because now they're like it's cocktail time (laughs) It's wine time. They are very funny. They're so funny. Um, okay, I feel like we've gone on for a long time. All right, well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And, and if you have any questions about brain cancer, let me know. Yes, feel free to email us, DM us. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love it. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks. Thank you. Until next time, Bye. take care.